It's your podcast, it's your day, and it's your chance. Podium.me. You know, as I saw the atrocities unraveling in Paris, you know, the feelings of, you know, horror and shock, you know, swept through my body. You know, as well as that of confusion, because, you know, I genuinely didn't know at the time what was happening. You know, I was sort of on my Twitter, scrolling through my timeline, when I heard reports of, like, mass shootings in Paris and... It wasn't until a little while later that I became aware that those shootings were part of a coordinated attack by a, a group of people. I feel very sad and, and I feel really sympathetic for anyone involved. And I feel frustrated and annoyed that these sorts of things are still occurring in such a developed and I hope democratic world. I was quite shaken. And I think for the fundamental point of the terrorist attack is absolutely abhorrent, especially in the environment that it took place in. You know, a sports game, something which transcends race and religion and colour. As a concert lover, when I heard that it happened in the concert hall, I was shocked because you would never expect something like that to happen while you're enjoying the music. My initial feeling was that of, you know, empathy and and I prayed, you know, I didn't want any more people to be hurt or to lose their lives, you know, and such a senseless act of violence. A week ago, Paris was hit by a series of terrorist attacks, killing 130 people. What happened was horrendous. But in the aftermath, how should we feel? Should we be scared? And should we blame anyone? Here is what people from all over the UK, from different races, religions and backgrounds, have to say on this. Should we be scared? In all honesty, I think anyone around the world that's listening to this today, we can't be in fear of living our life. Fear is exactly what the individuals that are doing this want to instill in us. No, we can't live in fear and no, we can't be scared. But each individual has the responsibility with the support of their friends, family, community to make sure they feel safe first and foremost. But let's not live our lives in fear. Hi, my, my name is Yasmin. I'm 21 years old. Um, I don't think anyone can feel 100% safe, but um, we always have, you know, at the back of your mind that an attack near you is very unlikely. But as soon as it happens close to you, you just feel that sudden shock. My name is Emily. I should say we shouldn't be scared, but because of the situation, I, I think everybody should have a little bit of fear in them because, I mean, it could happen to anybody. Um, I, I definitely feel threatened though. It's going to take a lot, a lot for people to change the way people go about. It definitely adds a little bit of hesitation before doing things. Like I say, like, I would definitely say like going on a trip to Europe, I think that's going to change people's perspectives, especially this summer when everybody does their Europe trips. I think they're be obviously a little bit more hesitant going to Paris or just in general of like going to Europe. My name's Hannah Morris. I'm 16 and I live in Camden in London. Do I feel safe? Y yeah. Like I'm not worried about my life at all. Um, I think the whole situation has been completely blown up by the media and the only time for a second that I ever felt scared was when my friends had read something and, or watched a documentary and they were feeling really panicked and scared so I started feeling a bit worried. Everyone's just feeding off the biased and negative media 
And this is how people are getting these horrible stereotypes and prejudices. And I think it's appalling, really. And I think you've just got to either not watch it at all, not watch the news, or not watch these documentaries, or just watch them with a totally, totally neutral point of view and perspective. And I'm just worried that everyone is going to become extremely... Islamophobic and r racist and all these other things because of stupid media interpretations. I'm Adrian. I'm a 20-year-old university student studying at Bournemouth. I don't feel we should be afraid because that is playing into the hands of the terrorists and we shouldn't be stopped from doing what we want to do. But we, what we should be is very precautious and very vigilant. And we should be aware of our surroundings, you know, and the people in our surroundings. And if people appear suspicious, you know, we should be comfortable, confident enough to raise the alarm. My name is Chad Ndeep. I'm 25 years old. You know, you go to the train station and uh, it's a busy morning or it's a busy evening or you're walking down the city centre, you're going to work, your office. You do have this almost unconsciousness sense of how am I behaving, what am I saying, who am I around, do I need to go there, Sh should I just avoid that street? These questions are just inherent when something like this happens. I don't think we should be scared, I think we should be more careful and wary of our whereabouts. We can't, you know, turn a blind eye to what's happened and just uh, pretend everything's okay and then walk into into an area that you're not familiar with just you know taking precautions and um, making sure you're, you're aware of uh, the security risks of the areas that you're going to but I don't think we should be scared because um, being fearful of ISIS is exactly what ISIS um, want you to feel. I do think we should be scared but not of the terrorists I think we should be scared of what our own government are going to do in retaliation because I'm a pacifist and I totally do not agree with bombing Syria in the re retaliation. I think that is absurd and ludicrous and completely morally incorrect because, yes, something severely wrong has occurred, but going and punching them back in the face is, not, is never the way. You were always taught in school, if someone hits you, never hit them back, and that is exactly what we're doing. I think we should be scared that our governments act so irresponsibly and retaliate so fiercely that in the end we end up starting a World War Three or something much bigger than we ever intended to or ever could have planned to. And it doesn't show our authority to be killing innocent people and innocent children with massive bombs. Of course it's insane to do that and of course a death is never can never be justified. And we should just be peaceful protesting, we should be discussing, we should be trying to capture anybody that is going to cause harm. And we should just be trying to protect our country, not, but not by harming others. I think if you're an ethnic minority right now, you know, some people might feel like there's a, a bit of a spotlight on them. I think what worries me the most is that the spotlight intensifies and then people almost have to start justifying their existence. I certainly think that this is a chance for communities to use this as a catalyst to almost come together, understand each other, work with each other, and most importantly, learn from each other. 
Do you think that there'll be any backlash against Muslims? Uh, yes, because uh, the religions, because the Muslims are uh, innocent, and all people think it's because they are Muslims, but extreme Muslims, so every people do all in the same boat, so it's, it's very bad. I've had my scarf pulled off, I've had people spit at me as soon as, you know, ISIS, you know, were formed and they um, killed the Jordanian pilot. And that's when I first ever, you know, received Islamophobic attacks. Hi, my name is Samran Sahota. I'm 19 years old. As long as you've got, like, brown skin, everyone's going to assume you're a Muslim and therefore, you know, a terrorist, which is completely untrue. So, yeah, I think everyone in the South Asian community and all communities that are non-white definitely, like, are starting to feel it. My name is Sangeeta. Many of my uh, Scottish white friends, they've um, posted Facebook statuses and um, various kind of posts on social media um, reporting their um, solidarity with the community, um, the Muslim community and ethnic minority communities, and they've actually stood up and said, you know, they've condemned the fact that people are um, being abused because of a small extremist group. Everyone assumes that as soon as an attack like this happens, Muslims around the world should condemn it. And I think the problem, there's a problem there because we shouldn't feel the need to condemn an act as soon as it happens. We should have the choice to condemn it because it's not us who are doing it. I think it's a ridiculous assertion to promote the idea that Muslims must speak up against ISIS. And I think Muslims are relentlessly put in the position to defend you know, their faith from irrelevant external influences which predominantly go against the most basic Islamic teachings followed by more than 1.5 billion Muslims across the planet. The religions for the people are nice together, so I think the Muslim religions uh, do nothing, so I think some people think uh, this religion is bad uh, after this, so maybe it's a problem for them. One thing that I think is very important to sort of mention and to try and deter is a detest or a hatred towards Muslims or towards Syrians for the acts of a minority, you know, because 99% of Muslims are good, hardworking, morally conscious human beings. And there's a group a one percent you know they're not even muslims they li literally use the banner of islam to conduct their heinous acts and one thing i don't want to see but unfortunately you know we're starting to see it already with mosques being you know targeted and desecrated is you know hate crimes because you know these are innocent people and you know i've heard a lot of people say this is what happens when you allow syrians to come through the borders you know they start committing these heinous acts but that's a cruel irony because it's these same attacks that those immigrants are actually running away from and that's what's happening in their hometown so one thing i you know like to put onto people's hearts is that it's not the large majority of muslims it's literally a small group of maniacs basically Terrorist attacks are occurring all over the world, in Lebanon and Sudan as well, and it's just appalling that the only ones we ever see about or the only ones that we ever care about or the only ones that you can make your Facebook profile picture are the ones which occur in the westernised countries such as France. And I think that's just totally infuriating and no-one ever pays a moment's thought or respect to what's happening in Syria. 
as a Western culture, do you think that the newspapers are reporting more on Paris than other places like Beirut, even though they both got attacked? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think they speak the same for the other city. It's all the Europe has this problem. It's not just the France, not just Paris. It's upsetting that these things happen. However, it's it's happening every single day around, um, you know, hundreds of countries around the world, Africa, Syria. There should still be reportings of those um, attacks uh, just as much as there should be in Paris. And I'm just furious. Like, in school, we had a two-minute silence for the Paris attacks. What about all the people across the rest of the world that are being severely injured by similar scenarios? Are their lives not just as worthy of commemoration? I totally think they are. We just need to question what we're doing and challenge our morals, really. One thing I think these kind of atrocities show is they really show the character of people. Those Parisians, eventually, it could be a week, it could be two, it might even be a month. But those people, they will dust themselves up and they will get to rebuilding their community and they will start working and they will start enjoying their life as normal. And I feel that that idea and that notion is very important because, you know, when terrorists do acts like this, it's to deter us from being able to do the things we want to do and for us to live in fear. And... One thing I can guarantee is that the resiliency and the resolve of the people of Paris, it will shine through. They will grow from this and they will become stronger from this. And that's why I feel the football game on Tuesday, it was a lot more than an ordinary football game. And I felt so many different levels of pride whilst watching it. That game, it was more than a football match. It was a statement that we are united, you know, the world is united to fight against terrorism. And that's why I particularly loved when both sets of players, the French and the English, you know, huddled around together, integrating. So literally it was white, blue, white, blue, white, blue shirts all mixed together in a huddle around the centre circle. And that image, you know, in the years to come, and decades to come as we continue to fight against terrorism. The unity that was shown there, it will be a synonymous symbol of the unity that nations will need to and will show as we all try to eradicate terrorism. Don't agree with me? Go on then. Podium.me.